Welcome to the United Cast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United and football. I'm your host Matthew and uh, today I'm talking about Manchester United's 2-2 draw away to Atlanta in the Champions League. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, you are one lucky, lucky, lucky man, I tell you something. Oh boy, um... I just want to start this off right. Eric Bailey and Cristiano Ronaldo take a bow. Take a bow. Eric Bailey and Cristiano Ronaldo. What a performance from those two. Oh. Um. Yeah. Oli is the luckiest manager that's ever lived. Ever. Um. Just when. It, it happens every time doesn't it. Every single time Man United are on the, on the verge of sacking. Uh, almost said Ronaldo, on the verge of sacking Solskjaer, he just pulls out something, and it's not because of the manager, it's just, I don't even know what it is, it's some sort of luck that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's got, and I'm not saying if we'd lost this game 2-1, that uh, that he'd have been sacked, I, I don't know, it might, it might have taken a defeat to Man City, or, or whatever, and look, we still didn't win this game, we, we drew this game, it's just within the context of the group, that that's not a bad result. Um, boy, oh boy, you're a lucky man, Ollie. You're a very, very lucky man. Because I'll tell you, I'll tell you this right now. If Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer loses this job at some point, he ain't getting another top-flight Premier League job. Like for for a long, long time, for a very long time. Would Would Man City have Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer? No. Would Chelsea have him? No. Would Tottenham have him? No. Would Liverpool have him? No. Would Arsenal have him? No. Would West Ham take him? Not really. No. Um. You know, would Inter Milan have him? No. Would Barcelona have him? No. Would Real Madrid have him? No. Would Juventus have him? No. Um. Because you've got to look before Oli's career, Cardiff and Mulder, right? Two teams that are very much in different league to what I'm calling, you know, top flight in Europe. Inter Milan, Barcelona, Real Madrid, all the top English teams. Uh, who else have you got? Um, PSG, you know, Dortmund, Bayern, those, those sorts of big teams. He wouldn't get a job at any of them teams. No, no, no chance. No chance at all. So for him to keep retaining his job like this with these lucky late, Last minute goals, or not really last minute, but late goals. To just he he he's doing this, he's managing to do this thing, and it's not even really him that's doing it because obviously he's not the one that's kicking the ball into the goal anymore. He's managing to do this thing where he puts out a team that's just good enough, and tactics or whatever he's do, whatever it is that he's doing. I don't know what it is, but whatever it is that he's doing, that's just about good enough to just keep himself in the job. You know, 5-0 slaughter against Liverpool, news comes out, Conte in, in for possible job, all this kind of thing. Beats Tottenham 3-0, back in the good books. Right, Atalanta, losing 2-1, five minutes at a time. You know, possible Europa League spot. 2-2, saves his job again. But it's not really him specifically that's saving his job. Because um, you've got to look at that right. And think. If Ronaldo. Like. If Ronaldo's shot gets deflected. Or blocked. Or goes out for a corner. Or if he doesn't shoot. Or if he misses the goal. 
it might end up 2-1. It's just those moments. A lot of people describe Manchester United at the moment as a moments team. We are. We really, really are. Because there's nothing at all about the tactical display that makes you think, oh yeah, Man United won because they did this or that. No, it's just like, wait for the ball to fall to... Pogba, Ronaldo, Greenwoods, you know, Rashford, one of the one of our bigger players in our team. Um and hope that they score. And I don't even know how that's worked for so long for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, but it has somehow. Um and it happened again today. But um Yeah, you're you're a very lucky man, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. You're a very, very lucky man. He probably is aware. I, I, I would guess that he's aware of that. But, uh, wow, um, how do I feel about all of that? Um, I mean, look, I said after the, uh, it's either before the Liverpool game or after the Liverpool game or something, right? Short-term loss for long-term game, for long-term gain, sorry. And, like, taking a few defeats, possibly, in order to get the manager out. Well, he's beaten Tottenham, he's he hasn't actually beaten Atlanta, but drawn to Atlanta or Atalanta, sorry. Um, Man City is a big one now. Man City is a very big one because he didn't actually win this game, but he drew it, and it just keeps him above. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, if I'm to use a metaphor, he's like somebody who's at a lake that's drowning, and every now and again he he reaches out for a branch and he pulls on that branch. That branch is either Pogba or Ronaldo or Eric Bailly or, De- or, or David De Gea or, or whoever, whoever saved him in the most recent game. He just manages to pull on the branch and he's not got out of the water. He's just got his head above the water where he can breathe. Breathe for another week. That's that's how you can describe Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's job. He's not like gotten himself out of the water, dried himself off, you know, and is, is, is getting on with his, his, his job. He's very much in a situation where he's drowning. Uh, you know, 2-1 down, 90th minute. He's drowning against Atalanta. But then Ronaldo, Ronaldo's branch just comes out. Or Ronaldo, let me explain that better. Ronaldo gives him a branch. You know, he pulls on that branch. And he just gets himself out of the water. Just manages to breathe. And his job is saved for a little bit of time. But... As I mentioned after the, I think it was after the Liverpool game or after the Tottenham game. I can't remember which one. And I said, you cannot do this as a long-term thing. Because we tried to do this last season. This kind of grinding out results, getting late goals, getting late wins, getting late draws. And then we lost to Sheffield United in January. Or whenever that was. And then... Man City got, what, 11 points in front of us at some point. Because um, we'd, what, we'd, we'd drawn to Liverpool in January or something. And then we lost to uh, Sheffield United. And then from then on, the season was just like a big downward sort of slope of trying to catch Manchester City after that. But it's not sustainable over a long-term period. That's what I want to, you know, it's it's great that we didn't lose this game. And Ronaldo scored a very good goal. But we can't keep doing this for another... How long is left of the season? Five, six, about six, seven months roughly left left of the season, right? November, we just started November. 
So November, December, January, February, March, April, May. About seven months, roughly. We can't do this for seven months. No, no, no team can do this for seven months. Of this, like, late goals, win a game by, like, 3-2 or something like we did last time against Atalanta. Or getting draws and just scraping your way through. That's not sustainable over a long period of time. Um, and it's, it's, it's actually really annoying. It's really, really annoying. Um, because I, I met, somebody put something on Twitter this week, I can't remember who it was, and they were talking about Tottenham, and saying, you know, Nuno wasn't quite suitable for the job, I don't think it was bad at the job, I just don't think Nuno was, uh, suitable for the Tottenham job. You can recognise at certain points, like, okay, this manager's pretty good, but he's not suitable for this job. And they lost 3-0 to Man United, of course us, over the weekend. And within two days, wasn't it? Monday, Tuesday, roughly. Uh, within about two days, they had a new manager. Do you think those Tottenham fans care that they lost 3-0 to Man United anymore? Or do you think that they're looking forward and like, oh, we're excited now. We've got a new manager, we've got Conte, he's won lots of things. I think he's won like Premier Leagues and Champions Leagues. Like, how much better of a prospect is that? Um... You know, and it's sort of you sort of got to think in this way. Okay, if we we lost to Liverpool anyway, let's say we lost to Tottenham and lost to Ant- Atalanta, and we were nearing ex- exit for Champions League, right? But we went and got Zidane or somebody. Wouldn't we then look forward and be like, okay, we lost those games. You know, nothing we can do about it. But now we can look forward. You know, new manager, new start, new fresh start. And I just want to be on that fresh start side. Where it's, you know, no more Ole. Look on to a new new chapter for Manchester United. And the reason I would be so positive about that is because whoever that manager would be, whether it would be Ten Hag, or um, obviously it wouldn't be Conte now, Zidane, or Pochettino, or whoever you want to name. You've already got a very good squad to work with. Yeah, there's a few issues with the squad, you know, midfield... Maybe defence. But you've got a very good squad to work with. And I just think in terms of a prospect. You you would understandably take a few defeats. In order to think. Okay get a new manager with new fresh ideas. But a good squad to start off with. And then you can kind of start fresh a little bit. Um, It's a, it's a conflicting thing. It, it, it definitely is. Because I'm not saying outright I want Manchester United to lose games. But it's this this sort of like. Uh, how do I want to describe this? This sort of like one minute Ollie's drowning, next minute is fine. One minute is drowning, next minute is fine. One minute is drowning, next minute is fine. Right? That's not what we want. Like, okay, you either drown and you get sacked, or you come out of the water and you actually push on with some results. Because this inconsistency thing is, I don't know about all of you, but driving me pretty mad. Because it's, I, I was watching this game, right? And obviously we were 1-0 down at one point. Then it was 1-1, then it was 2-1, then it was 2-2. And I thought to myself at different points during this game, both when we were losing and when we were drawing 1-1. And I thought to myself, where are Manchester United at for a football club? Are we doing good? Are we doing bad? Are we on the verge of success? Are we on the verge of failure? And we're kind of in the middle of all of that. Like... We don't really know from one game to the next whether we're going to lose 5-0 or draw 2-2 or win 3-0 or scrape a 1-0 win. 
And it's the inconsistency that's really annoying to me. I don't know about some of you. Of course you can all, all write in. You're welcome to. But for me it's just the inconsistency. Inconsistency. We could. I, I don't know. For I think it's Saturday right. We might lose 3-0 to Man City. We might draw 1-1. We might draw 0-0. We might beat them 3-0. I have no idea how we're going to play on Saturday. We might not be able to string together 5 yard passes. We might score some of the best goals we've ever seen. Um, and it's just really annoying to be in that sort of spot. So it's like, okay, if you got rid of Oli as a manager and just got in somebody new, you can just have a fresh start. That's that's what I want. You know, it's just it's just a bit of a fresh start. None of this sort of like, oh, you're losing 2-1. Ronaldo smashes a ball in from, what would it have been, 20 yards or something. And you scrape a 2-2 draw because Ronaldo's so good and he is determined to score a goal. You know, so I don't know. Anyway, that's just my kind of brief uh, thoughts on things. Uh, I'll talk about the lineup more in the uh, the player ratings. I do have a I do have a quite clear man of the match lined out. Um, I do just want to say as well. I this five at the back. I I talked about it against Tottenham. I hate it. I absolutely hate this five at the back thing. Um. Because what Oli is doing with this back five is you get a really big lack of width. And I know with the game today we were playing some combination of like 5-3-2. Because we had Ronaldo and Rashford up front. And then McTominay, Pogba, Bruno in midfield. And then back five. Excuse me. Wambasaka, Bay, Varane, Maguire, Sean and obviously De Gea in goal. I hate this back five. I really, really hate it. Um... It doesn't give us enough width. It's better, the, the way that our manager is using it, it doesn't give us enough width. Because it, even in the 4-2-3-1, I know that there's problems with that. At least you've got a left winger, right winger or midfielder, you could say. And then two fullbacks. They can overlap and create some wide football. I noticed a lot of times today, like Pogba and Bruno were getting spread out to the wide areas. And it not only left us with less numbers in the midfield... Because those two players who are supposed to be in the midfield three are getting spread out. It also gives, you know, Bruno's not a right winger. Pogba's not a right winger or, or whatever. You know, they're not left and right sided players. They're supposed to be in the midfield. Um, and it just it just was very disorganised as well. And you don't want a situation where Ronaldo's drifting out to the left. Rashford's drifting out to the right and nobody's in the middle. Um, because that brings me on to my other comment as well. We're very bad at crosses in general, whether it's doing crosses for goals, which we don't do enough, or even when we do cross the ball in, it usually just doesn't go to anybody. And certainly from defending crosses, we're very, very bad. And I don't, I, I would expect at least with a back five with an extra player that you stop more crosses. And one of the goals we conceded today was from a cross. So, um, we got to sort that out, of course, as well. Um, let's go on to the summary. Uh, break down the game. Uh, they scored within... Was it 12 minutes? Yeah, I I Illicic, I think his name is. Uh, the cross that I just mentioned. Uh, Wambasaka doesn't close the cross down. He, he is the player that is next to the person that's crossing the ball. Of course, he's the right wing back, so he's supposed to stop that. He doesn't. Uh, none of our centre-backs get to the ball. 
Uh, it looked to me like Maguire should have possibly moved and Pogba should have possibly moved. Um, but neither of them did. No, Nobody moved over to cover the ball and then they scored their first goal. Uh, De Gea is possibly at fault for this one. I mean, in the last couple of games, obviously with the 5-0, he's been really, really good. I think he possibly made a bit of a mistake with the first goal, De Gea. But, uh, yeah, it's I, I would... If I'm to point out certain players, I would say probably Maguire. He was a bit more in the middle of the box and just sort of watched what happened. And uh, Pogba was sort of next to the person that kicked the ball in, uh, Ilicic. Um, so that was that's what I put the first goal down to. So Then, uh, in the 38th minute, we made a substitution because Varane got injured and Greenwood came on. So within the first 38 minutes, we'd already gone back to a 4-2-3-1. Uh, with with uh, McTominay, Pogba in the middle, Bruno at ten, Rashford left, Greenwood right, Ronaldo up front, and in the back four of of course uh, Wambasaka, Bay, Maguire, and Shaw. That was the the team at that point. Um, something wrong with Tellers? Maybe. Uh, why didn't you bring Tellers on? You could have moved Luke Shaw to a left centre back, put Tellers on at left back, and then had a back the back three. Being Bay, uh, or Bailey, Maguire, and Shaw, and then Tellers and Wambasaka as the wing backs. So we abandoned the back five about half an hour into this game. So that's interesting. Hmm. Um. But uh, yeah, abandon the back five almost straight away. Even though you've already got another defender that you can use if you wanted to stick to the back five. So. Because now I can't tell from one game to next if we're going to use four two three one or five, whatever. Uh, again, just the, the 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 progress of the team is just a bit all over the place. I don't know from one game to the next what formation he's going to use now. If he's going to be scared and go to a back five, and what's going to happen. So there we go with that. Uh, then Ronaldo scored a pretty good goal actually. Greenwood passing the ball to Bruno. Uh, I think he did like a 1-2 with Ronaldo, if I'm not mistaken. Then Bruno passed it back to Ronaldo. And a very good finish in the bottom left corner, at least his bottom left corner. Good goal, very good goal. Something that we don't do enough of, which is the the, the more fast, fluid kind of attacking football. Because uh, when I've described Manchester United in the past, and described how I want us to play, it's fast, fluid attacking football, which we basically never do. Apart from certain goals that we score. But our build-up play is never fast or fluid attacking football. Almost never. So that was Ronaldo. Made it 1-1 just on the brink of half-time. Then we entered half-time. Then they scored. Um, it was... What was the goal again? Uh, there was the potential offside with Maguire. Wasn't offside. Um, and they scored. Made it 2-1. Uh, Zapata... I think his name is uh, scored the goal. Um, Maguire's just too slow. Uh, can't catch up with him. And then they scored the goal. Um, now in that situation I would say that Bay was too far behind. And it was more up to Maguire to stop that goal. So I'll have some things to say in the player ratings. But uh, just Maguire being too slow. And um, it's just uh, very disappointing. But we contested for the own goal. But own goal for the offside. But uh, they gave the goal. So it was 2-1. 
Then some surprisingly early subs from Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Uh, Matic comes on for Pogba. Which technically gives us a back five, six, back seven. Because you've got McTominay who's being used in a defensive role. I remember I laughed at that quite clearly when we were beating Tottenham by two goals to nil. Because we've got uh, Pogba, sorry, uh, Bruno uh, there as well. So it doesn't quite make it a back eight like before because you've still got Bruno on the pitch. But uh, Matic comes on for Pogba. Pogba wasn't having a very good game, but uh, why can't you bring Donny on at that point? I don't know. But uh, or, or Mata or somebody else. I don't know. But he brought on Matic for Pogba. And then took off Cavani, sorry, took off Rashford and brought on Cavani, both in the 69th minute. Uh, so that was interesting. And the Cavani one makes a bit more sense, although, as I tweeted out during the game, Cavani was playing at left wing at that point. So that is, uh, um, <laughs> I don't know, I don't even know what to say about that. Uh, that's just That's just weird. Uh, of course, the way we kind of play anyway is a bit more of a fluid, clueless formation. Uh, so, Cavani wasn't strictly at left wing. But, yeah. So, anyway. There we go. Uh, then they made a couple of subs. Then, in the uh, in the 87th minute, Sancho and Van der Beek. Remember Van der Beek? I remember Van der Beek. Yeah, I, me- I remember him. Uh... Sancho on for McTominay. I'm not even sure where Sancho was playing. And then Van der Beek on for Bruno Fernandes in the 87th minute. Uh, yeah, Bruno... Uh, not Bruno. Van der Beek almost scored at one point, actually, in this game. Which was interesting. Probably wouldn't have meant that he was starting against City. But, you know, it's 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 three minutes of... No, sorry, not three minutes. Five, eight minutes. Van der Beek got given eight minutes of football. Quite incredible. Um, to play in this game. Uh, he had a bit of an influence still, which was good. So did Sancho. But, uh, yeah, eight minutes for Sancho and Van der Beek. Cool. Uh, then Ronaldo scored in the last couple of minutes. 91st minute, it says here. Uh, it says from Greenwood. Uh, Ronaldo just smashes the ball in, basically, from the edge of the box. Very lucky goal. And that made it 2-2. And that was the end of the game. But uh, in terms of getting mad at the manager or the Van der Beek situation or how we play. I'm just going to not get mad about it. Because I don't want to. Because I'm tired. As I talked about in the... uh, I think it was a Liverpool game or the one before that. I'm just very tired of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's... Let's just call it game management. Team management. Managerial situation it's just very annoying it's very frustrating it's very tiresome uh it's very boring to to witness um but it is what it is so will we win against manchester city i have absolutely no idea i don't know i this this club and the way that we're playing and the team selection substitution style of play change of formation it's really all over the place. And uh I don't know what to make of it. Don't really know what to make of it anymore. It's very annoying. It's very all over the place. 
Um, but it is what it is, I suppose. So, um, but there we go. That was the end of the game. Anyway, let's do some quick little bit of housekeeping and then we'll get into player ratings where I have a couple of players to uh, praise for their performances. Not everybody, but some players. I'll see you in a minute. Hi there and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up Kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film And we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, I did my uh, impressions podcast for the Guardians of the Galaxy video game. This is the new video game that's just come out from Ideos Montreal. Uh, over at Square Enix, gave my impressions of the game. I explained on the podcast why I'm doing an impressions and not a review for the game. So you can have a look at that. Uh, did a podcast talking about uh, discussing the Lightyear trailer and talking about Toy Story as well. I uh, am a very, very big Toy Story fan. Toy Story is very, very near and dear to me. It's something that I care about very deeply. Uh, something I grew up with and has been there kind of all my life. So I had some uh, some thoughts and some feelings on the Lightyear trailer, all very positive, um, but uh, I had some. Uh, I had a lot of fun doing that one as well. It was, it's always good to talk about Toy Story. I, I always like doing that. So uh, that was for the new Lightyear trailer as well. So that was fun. Uh, speaking of fun things, I did a must-play review for uh, for Vader Immortal. It's a PlayStation VR game, and I thoroughly enjoyed talking about that game and playing it and giving it all the praise for all the different cool things that it does so that's the Vader Immortal review uh, of course other episodes recently on the United cast there's the 3-0 win away to Tottenham in the Premier League which was Nuno's last game uh, TV talk with Grey he returned to Entertainment Talk and we talked about on a TV talk 
Uh, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, he's seen the first episode of Season 2, and we talked about what's going on with that. Talked, I talked about uh, Apple TV Plus's Invasion TV series, I'm very much enjoying that. And I talked about Good Girls, which is an NBC and Netflix show. And we also had a big talk about um, DC TV as well, just the uh, the state of everything over at DC TV. So like Titans, The Arrowverse, Doom Patrol, Pennyworth, you know, all, all those sorts of things. So we talked about those. Uh, we've wrapped up our uh, Flash podcast for the 7th season. We'll be back for the 8th season. That's CW Superheroes for The Flash Season 7, Episode 18. On Gaming Talk last week, we talked about uh, A Quiet Place getting a video game adaption, which I'm very much excited about. Uh, updates from CD Projekt Red regarding Cyberpunk 2077 and The Witcher 3. And we also talked about uh, the particular way that a transgender uh, developer was given credit um, on the Guardians of the Galaxy game. A very happy story, and uh, I enjoyed talking about that as well. Walking Dead will be on Season 2, Episode 4. we got the newest Episode 4. Um, but uh, we will be talking about episode 5 tomorrow as well if you're wondering about gaming talk I've told Robert that we're going to be doing that tomorrow because obviously I've got the United cast to do Um, so look out for the new gaming talk episode tomorrow over on the AHS cast I talked about uh, American Horror Stories the first season uh, so I enjoyed talking about that of course the other recent United cast episode was the 5-0 defeat to Liverpool and that's pretty much everything we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org. You can also find us as well on your favourite podcast platform. So, my man of the match, with a 10 out of 10, is Eric Bailey. What a nice change of pace. What a very nice change of pace. You all know what I'm talking about if you're not a new listener to the United cast. Taking Victor Lindelof out of this team, obviously he was injured. Uh, and putting Eric Bailey in. Eric Bailey is 10 times the footballer that Victor Lindelof is. There's so many different qualities that Lindelof, sorry, that Bailey has over Lindelof. And I'm comparing them that way because Lindelof wasn't in the team and Bailey was. And I'm always having a moan at Lindelof because of the mistakes that he makes. Eric Bailey, if he wasn't as good as he was in this game, we probably would have lost 4 2 or something. Or 4-1 maybe. Or, or we, we, we would have let in a few more goals. Definitely. So many great interceptions. Blocks. Uh, his pace is really a big difference. Lindelof doesn't really have any. Um, it's just such a nice different contrast. To what we usually tend to see. And I don't like picking on Lindelof. But he, he needs it sometimes. Or sort of needs it. Whatever. Um... But just such a nice change of pace. At least just from my viewing experience. Just such a nice change of pace to see somebody run at the defence. Block some more shots. Get some more tackles in. Cut out clear goal scoring chances from the opposition. Just so good. He's just so good. But I'll tell you something right now. As soon as Lindelof's available for this team again. If, 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 uh, if Iran isn't. Available for this team. Lindelof is. Lindelof will be straight back into that team. And this gets into my annoyance. With what I talked about. At the Tottenham game. With players like Eric Bailey. And Van der Beek. And Tellez you can put into that mix. It doesn't matter. How good they play. It doesn't matter. Because if you talk about a midfielder. Let's say somebody like Van der Beek. Or a Matic. Not necessarily as much with Pogba. But let's say with Matic and Van der Beek. It doesn't matter how good they play. 
if Fred and McTominay are available, they're straight in the team. Um, or was uh, was Fred available today? I was on the bench, so that's a bit interesting. But still, McTominay was still there, and Matic and Van Der Beek weren't. So my point still mostly stands. But you know what I mean. F- Fred and McTominay are a regular feature for Manchester United, um, and it doesn't matter how else how how good anyone else plays. Um, in fact, you could argue in a way because we got this five at the back. And he wanted to put Bruno and Pogba back in the team. Fred got to miss out. Because he put McTominay in the team still. Um, but still, my point still stands in regards to Matic and Van Der Beek. It doesn't matter how good they play. Because as soon as somebody else is available. Whether that's Pogba, uh, Bruno or, or McTominay and Fred. They will all get put in the team before those two. Before Matic and Van Der Beek. Same thing with Eric Bailey. It doesn't matter how good Eric Bailey played in this game. If we get to Saturday. And whether he goes with two uh, two centre defensive midfielders. Sorry two two uh, centre backs. Or three. If it's a combination of Maguire. Varane and Lindelof being available. Because those, those are the first three choices aren't they. Because at the moment, to, to me, I think it's supposed to be Varane and Maguire are the main two, right? If there's some sort of option to where we have three centre-backs, the next one is Lindelof. The one after that is Eric Bailey. So if Varane isn't available, like he wasn't against Liverpool, um, it's then Maguire and Lindelof. And it doesn't matter how good Eric Bailey plays. It will always be... If, Linde, if Varane isn't available... It will always be Maguire and Lindelof every time, every single time. And because I tell you something, if if he went, if he used four at the bat today, Bailey wouldn't have been in that team. It would have been Maguire and Varane. It wouldn't have been Eric Bailey. It's so obvious. It's so obvious that's the way that he works. Um, so you've got to think if you if you're Matic, Van der Beek, or uh, or or Bailey, right? And you think no matter how good I play. Somebody else is probably in this team before me. There's been several occasions where he's brought Lingard on. Before he's brought Matic or Van der Beek on. Um, and I know that I laughed at him on. on uh, or laughed at the the, the uh, decision to bring Matic on. And we had eight at the back. I know I laughed at that. But still. Matic didn't start the game did he? Van der Beek didn't start the game did he? Bailey didn't start the game did he? So my point stands with uh, with all that. So Anyway. Bailey man of the match with a ten out of ten. Flawless performance pretty much. I can't remember I can't remember anything that Bailey did wrong in this game. Not not a single thing that Bailey did wrong in this game. So yeah. Uh anyways, jump back to the rest of the team. David De Gea. Um I probably have to give him an average six. Um he did alright with certain things, but of course I, I would put the uh actually I'll give him a five. I would put the first goal down to him slightly more than usual. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll give the hair like a five, I think. Wan-Bissaka's a funny old player. Um, Wan-Bissaka, I'll give him a five. I thought he was alright at certain points today. Um, I noticed something about him in this game, actually, as well. He tried a few more sort of, like, breaking past certain players. But he did it a bit too much to where at certain points I thought, okay, you've beaten two players already. You need to pass the ball at some point. And he did lose the few uh, the ball on a few occasions, so I'll probably give him a five as well. I don't think it was terrible, but um, yeah, not 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 too bad, not as bad as usual. I thought I thought he was trying a few different things, maybe, which I appreciate, but trying a bit too hard, possibly, in certain situations. 
Uh, I've already given Bailey a 10. Uh, Varan, I'd give him an 8. thought he was good. Uh, again, um, maybe a couple of mistakes here and there, but I'll give him an 8. Uh, Maguire gets a 0. Maguire gets a 0, definitely. Um, he was at fault for the second goal. Made so many mistakes today. Lost the ball too many times. Too slow on the ball. And even though I said against Tottenham, right, if you've got a back five, one of your centre-backs can get away a bit more with doing certain mistakes because there's two other centre-backs there to kind of cover for you, which Bailey did in this game, right? Maguire couldn't really seem to get away with that today. Uh, couldn't chase down, uh, what was the guy's name for the second goal? Uh, Zapata. Couldn't chase him, couldn't, couldn't get a tackle in on him, and it led to a second goal, so... Yeah, uh, that's Maguire. Luke Shaw, average six. He was fine. Um, yeah, not too much bad, not too much good. Uh, he has dropped down a little bit, I felt, from last season. I don't know why that is, but um, yeah, just a, a little bit shaky on the ball at certain points. Not a terrible game, but uh, not a great game either, so average six. Bruno, I'll give him a, uh, I'll give him a nine, actually. Good assist for Ronaldo's goal. Good play overall. Um, a little bit wasteful, but that's kind of what you get in away from Bruno in, in certain situations. He can be somewhat wasteful with the ball at certain points. Uh, so I'll give him an 8. I thought he was still pretty good. Or did I say 9? I think I said 9, didn't I? So I'll, I'll go with an 8, but he was pretty good. Um, Tom and I'll give a 3. Um, not very good on the ball. Uh, gave the ball away a few times. Got booked. Almost got sent off. He, he made like I think two or three more fouls after getting a yellow card. Just not enough discipline from him in the game. And McTominay is one of those uh, players that can get a bit passionate and a bit carried away. With trying to just get stuck in a bit too much. But if you get stuck in in the wrong way. You can often end up fouling somebody. And uh, he almost got set, got himself sent off. So I'll give him a three. I don't think it was very good. Uh, Pogba I'll give a three as well too. I thought he lost the ball a lot of times in midfield. Um, you know, there's a certain amount of what I've explained in the past about who's his midfield partner and why that's so important in terms of pairs. Uh, he did lose the ball individually quite a few times when he should have passed it or something. So, uh, yeah, creatively, wasn't all, he just wasn't all quite there today. But then again, you know, if you if you notice that that's happening with one of your players... Make a substitution. Donny van der Beek is waiting again on the bench. Uh, but no, it didn't happen until... Um, well, he actually got subbed off for Matic, didn't he? So, yeah. Anyway, uh, that's Pogba. I'll give him a... Uh, what did I say? I think I said a three. Rashford, I'll give him a three as well. Um, lost the ball just too many times. There's a few players today that just lost the ball too much. Rashford... Pogba and Maguire, I'd point out. and Sorry, McTominay as well. So, yeah, Rashford, McTominay, Pogba and Maguire. Just, just lost the ball too many times today, I thought. Um, but, uh, yeah, then he, he did get subbed off eventually. But, um, I don't know. Maybe it's a change of system or, or something like that. But he should have passed at a couple of points today and he just didn't. So, that was uh, disappointing. Uh, Ronaldo's got to get a 10. Not quite my man of the match. I felt Eric Bailey just delivered something special. Um, but two goals, very good performance from Ronaldo. I thought that his football was a bit better today than, than usual. Maybe it is a change of system, having somebody else up front with him, I don't know. But two very good goals again today. And, uh, that's what Ronaldo does. He's, he's a poacher, in a way. You know, if you give him the ball in the box, most of the time he'll score. 
so he did what he was supposed to do. But a uh, very good performance from Ronaldo. Um, it's just, just kind of funny having him back, really, isn't it? So, um, yeah, I'll give him a give him a ten. He was really good today. Uh, Cavani came on, decent impact. Greenwood came on, good assist. Matic came on, he did all right. Sancho and Van der Beek were on for five minutes, so I can't really give any of them player ratings per se. So. There we go. We go again. Manchester City. Saturday. Half past 12 Saturday. And then there's another stupid international break. So the United Castle going a little bit of a break. So uh, yeah. Look out for us on a Saturday. Uh, some point in the afternoon. For Manchester City. Big Manchester derby. If we lose. we'll <coughs> Excuse me. If Ollie loses. Will we get. We'll, we'll, if, Ollie, if we lose. Will Ollie get sacked. Probably not. Um, are we going to come up with another last minute goal? Probably. Uh, but it's getting annoying. It's getting really annoying. Um, so we'll, we'll just have to see what happens on Saturday. They lost 2-0 to Palace, but Palace played really well. So <clears throat> it's going to depend on how we play, how they play. You know, it's a Manchester derby. They'll be more up for it, certainly. Um, so I, I have no idea what will happen. I don't know. I know I'm supposed to predict things or whatever, but, uh, I have no idea. So, yeah. Uh, but anyway, let me know your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments on the game. What did you think of another uh, Ronaldo saving Ollie's job? Again, uh, what did you think of all of it? Who was your man of the match? What do you think of Bailey in terms of him or Lindelof? Who do you prefer? And look, if you do prefer Lindelof over Bailey, you'll really confuse me. But if that's your opinion, you're more than welcome to have it. I'm not going to, like, moan at you or something. Um... But uh, I just think he's a much better player. And I think it's really clear. I think it's really, really clear. Because uh, the two centre-backs that I want at the moment is Varane and Bailey. Because Maguire's shown some weaknesses lately. Um, and what I would actually do, if I was the manager, I'd sell Lindelof. And then I'd call Twanzebi back from loan. And then I would demote Maguire... First of all, from being a captain, because remember he's our captain, because some people have forgotten that. Then I'd play Bailey and Varane, try, try to work them together as a centre-back pairing. And I'd rotate that with Twenzebi and Maguire. That's what I would do. So just to make my uh, centre-back choices kind of clear. Don't forget, there's also that guy called BF, you remember? There's that, there's that other guy called Phil Jones, who we're still paying money every week to do something. Um... So yeah, anyway, uh, Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. So let me know what you think. Uh, two simpler ways to email us if you are on the post on the website for this episode. Uh, you can scroll down a bit, you'll see a big email box. You put your email and name in there, that will get sent only to me. Uh, if you want to contact us that way, some people do use that, so that's good. You can also click on and or copy and paste the email name. And you can email us that way as well. So let me know your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, everything like that about this game and Manchester United. In the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org, TV, video games, films, Manchester United podcast. Look out for the Walking Dead podcast tomorrow, as well as a gaming talk episode. And then we'll see what happens in the rest of the week. Um, so look out for all that. Plus check out the podcast that we've already done, entertainmenttalk.org. And you can find us on your favourite podcast platform by searching for entertainment talk so check that out as well 
you can support Entertainment Talk on the podcast. You can either use word of mouth or social media. Let other people know about what we do and where they can find it. So either, either just tell them or spread the word around on social media. That really helps us out. You can also subscribe to us on Patreon. $1, $3 level tiers. Add free podcast review options if you'd like to consider those options as well. Uh, so that's that. Uh, TV and film news. You can find that over on geektown.co.uk and Geektown Radio. Uh, for your TV and film news, Geektown Radio posts on Tuesdays. I think today's episode is already out, so go and check that out. That's from David over on geektown.co.uk and Geektown Radio on your favourite podcast platform, so check that out as well. Bex is streaming daily pretty much over on Twitch, Trista Bytes, Trista B-Y-T-E-S. You can give her a follow over there for all of our good streaming stuff. Uh, Trista Bytes, Trista B-Y-T-E-S. You can also follow me on Twitch as well for my gaming streams now and again, UK. On Twitch, if you miss any of those, which I do need to update it on YouTube, but you can find those on YouTube. Entertainment Talk Plays. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you for the Manchester Derby on Saturday or some point between now and then. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>